0: Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. All right, Dr. Shamika Dean, welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. So happy to have you on today. I am excited to be here. Yes, you are very bright and colorful, love the painting behind you, love your like your energy, love your glow, lo- lo- love everything about that. The, um, what's on your heart, mind, and soul today that we're going to talk about uh, here on the show?
1: So what's on my heart and mind
0: is what
1: I am purposed to do, which is to restore families. You know, I do that by helping powerhouse women who are extremely financially successful or successful professionally. Um, Helping them to find a way to have the best of both worlds, which means equipping them with the tools to have a successful business, but also being able to be present in the lives of their loved ones. So Mm -hmm. their husband, their children, you know, so that they don't feel like they have to trade one for the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I kind of want us to just, you know, dive into because that's my passion.
0: Yeah. And and I would say, obviously, now, now your clients when are typically, I'm assuming women, but yes. really this this conversation is pretty universal as far as what you just said, you could have literally plugged in, I work with men to do the same thing, right? I mean, <laughs> right. So, so I don't want all of our male listeners to go, okay, this isn't for me today and click off. This is going to be great. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> this is, there's going to be lots of uh, golden nuggets that we can extract from today's conversation just around purpose around family, dedication, and then uh, your degree, you were sharing with me uh, pre-show, but your degree is actually in Christian leadership? Yes, Christian leadership and psychology. And Um, psychology, okay. Yes.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's a degree, uh, there's so many degrees that I haven't heard (laughs) of because I don't have a degree, honestly. I've got a degree in life, but not a degree in uh, a pedigree. And so Mm -hmm. what exactly is that degree? What was that degree? I guess that area of study, Christian leadership, and psychology. so the area
1: of study is really understanding the psychology of, you know, from a Christian perspective. So basically mm-hmm. bridging the best of uh, the two worlds together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to teach it from the standpoint of my faith, the, you know, the the Bible and what the Bible says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the principles and things in the Bible as it pertains to even being able to understand. Uh, why people think the way that they think, how they, you know, um, respond to trauma or any of those things. So it's really just a way for me to be able to infuse my beliefs into what I teach for also from a psychology perspective.
0: Love it. Love it. OK, good. So now we have a sense of kind of uh, the filter in which you you work, I guess, to some degree or with people. But ultimately, when you talk about restoring families, I guess, what's that mean to you?
1: I believe that healthy families are the foundation to all relationships, right? So, how we come together um, as husband and wife shows up in how we raise our children. You know, the way that we love our children, the way that we help our children build relationships with their friends. So, I believe that that family foundation is the again is the core of which all of the things flow. And when we look at statistics of single parent households we look at you know the challenges that a child who may not have both parents in the home mm-hmm. you know have versus the one that does right there's almost always a, a very significant difference of the challenges that they experience some of the things that they face mm-hmm. and i believe that true wealth is not in the amount of money you make but it's in the legacy that you leave and that starts with your household that
0: starts with your family Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. 110%. You know, for some reason, it, it spurred the memory. I, I went through some really, really hard, challenging, dark times during COVID and then just post-COVID. I got to really low spot professionally, really low spot in my marriage, really low spot in myself. I mean, I was just questioning, not even questioning, feeling like I was a failure in all areas. There wasn't any area of my life I was like, I mean, even as a dad, I was like, ah, I'm an average dad and, and I'm failing at everything else. I was really struggling. I went and I talked to my mother, you know, at one day I went to the place I was working and I just sat down and I was like, I can't even be here. I just got to get up. And, you know, so I get in my car, I drive to, to to where my mom lived at the time and, uh, walked in and I was just like, Hey, I'm struggling here. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling. And I figured I was going to, you know, get the sympathetic shoulder and, you know, she's my mom and right. And she just looked at me and she said, no matter what you do, you got to stay married because you can't do that to your kids. Wow She said, "So you just figured out." Mm-hmm. She said, "But whatever you do, you figure it out, and the two of you stay together, you, you, you and your wife, mm-hmm. um, because your kids need you to." Yeah. And I was just like, wow, feeling very uh, down on myself, very mm-hmm. a lot of self-pity. And then when I reflected in my life, that's what she did for her kids, right. Mm-hmm. She made sure that my sister and I had that really rock solid foundation, even when things were shaky between, you know, my dad and my mom. And mm-hmm. you know, I think every marriage, I, I would say, without almost ninety nine percent, every marriage goes through some tough stuff. <laughs> where, Absolutely. Where where the, where where the love gets a little thin and the wanting to stay together gets a little thin. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and to your point, you know, uh, and 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 sometimes it's just, you know life takes us in in different directions and down different paths. But I think as much as we can, we need to be dedicated to keeping the family unit together Mm -hmm. as much as we possibly can. I think I can say that without a lot of controversy.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. And when it comes to, you know, marriage, marriage, love is the foundation of marriage, but commitment is the reality Mm -hmm. of marriage. Right. Right. And so it's, it's really about understanding that love, may have brought us together but us committing to growing together so that we Mm -hmm. don't allow ourselves to grow apart right us committing to grow as individuals so that we can be better partners Mm -hmm. Uh, us you know committing to working through the challenges that come up and learning how to see the differences as uh, a solution and not a problem right Mm -hmm. and also committing to seeing the, the blow-ups or the breakdowns as something that needs to be built up in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So when we approach it from a commitment perspective and it, it when we approach it that way, we are more um, likely to, to stay together, to see success, but not just stay together. When you commit to growing as a person, you also grow into the better version, you know, of mm-hmm. yourselves. Right. right. Yep, and yep. so that's what creates beautiful marriages. It's not the grandiose moment. Mm-hmm. It's the small, little, significant things that make such a big impact. That's what makes marriages, you know, great. Mm-hmm. And so these are things like when I'm walking, you know, my clients through this, uh, one of the questions I ask them is why did you get married? Right. Thanks. And Thanks. <laughs> you know, and it's not that that's that's not always um. Enough to stay married, but it is a starting point for you to go back and be able to come to build, you know, from that space, because there was something that made you say, I really like this person, right? Mm-hmm. I-, I think I can do life with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so just going back to that moment where you can find the reason that she said yes to begin with, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's a it's a good reason, you know?
0: Um, <laughs> right. Well, hopefully. you know, hopefully or find one because you,
1: yeah. Or find one, you know? Right. And, and so that's what makes marriages, you know, so beautiful. That's why you still see the 60 and 70 year old couple who's holding hands, you know, in the store. I just saw a couple like this yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and I just like, I took out my phone and I didn't, you know, take a picture of their faces, but I just right. snapped it because those kind of things remind me like they've gone through something, but they mm-hmm. figured this thing out, you know, right. they're still in this journey. And so um, just knowing that when you keep a family together, the history, the legacy and these things that you're actually building where you're able to do that is it's just really, really powerful. So I understand, you know, what Mama was saying, because <laughs> we need mom, you know, and dad and um, but to understand that sometimes it doesn't work out that way, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Of course. It doesn't, you know, yeah, and that's right. okay.
1: That's okay because even if it doesn't work out that way, there's still hope for yeah. uh, a healthy home front. There's still totally. hope for that because I came from, from that environment. Like my mm-hmm. father was, my biological father wasn't in my life, mm-hmm. but... My stepfather is who introduced me, you know, to uh, WWE. My stepfather is who, you know, how to drive a car and how to bait a hook, you know, to you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I still had what I needed, even though Mm -hmm. I get it from what, who I wanted it from.
0: Right. Yes. You had a father figure that acted very much like, like a father. You know, I was driving several, so I didn't get married till later in life. And we've been, we've been together a little over 10 years, married a little over nine, um, which reminds me, I got to figure out something for my 10 year anniversary. But, but the, uh, I was driving one morning and I was listening to the radio and things go in and out. I'm not going to pretend like I remember a lot, but I do remember this uh, because it was so uh, an impactful, I think I remember it because, and I know you talk about this a lot in your work, basically kind of. Uh, the framework. What what framework am I using? What mindset am I using to look at this through? And and there was uh, it was a Christian radio show. And on the show, the, the, whoever this gentleman was said, you know, for a long time I thought that my marriage was supposed to make me happy. That this mm-hmm. was where I was supposed to get happiness from. He said, but I've started to lately to shift to to realize that my marriage is supposed to bring me closer to God, and Absolutely. that and that marriage isn't about marriage isn't supposed to bring me happiness. It's supposed to bring me closer to God. And then that will bring me happiness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really that has stuck with me for, I don't know how many years ago I heard that maybe seven, eight years ago, but that really stuck with me. And it did shift my perspective and it becomes more re- my reality of my, my, you know, what well, Genesis two eighteen. the Lord, God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Right. Yes. And so I really look at that and I think my wife, you know, if i'm if i'm going to look through this christian lens if i'm going to look through this biblical perspective mm-hmm. my wife was made for me not to make me happy in fact a lot of times she was made exactly not to make me happy because i need to find i need to find my own strength and my own uh connection with god and if she's not giving me something to test that against then i might live in this fantasy land where everything's that I'm, you know, that I have this super great relationship with God when some days, a lot of days I don't. I mean, I'm struggling to find that relationship. So if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast and you're married or not married, know that I, I don't, and I'd really love your perspective on this. I don't think marriage is, I think you can find happiness and love and, and, and comfort and a lot of those things in marriage, or at least I have, but I don't think it's my spouse's responsibility to make me happy anymore.
1: Absolutely. And it's not anyone's responsibility to make us happy. Not right. our spouse, not our children, not our managers, right. you know, any of those things. Uh, but I do believe that marriage is a mirror and mm-hmm. it it shows us the parts of us, the beautiful parts of us. And it also shows us the broken parts of us that need to be mended, right? And so um, when we marry, um, I think, I just think God is funny like that. I think,
2: <laughs> yeah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he
1: allows us to connect with the person that he knows is going to <laughs> bring up all face, of our crap. Face to things, right? Bring right? up all of our crap. Yeah, that we've right? been able to like hide from right, and, of course. From and yes. ignore, you yeah. know, and all of those things. So I definitely wholeheartedly agree. Um patience was not my strong suit. And my husband is as slow as molasses. Right. It's just, <laughs> right. And I'm just like, what is with this guy and being on time? Like see <laughs> right? moving in slow motion. Right. extremely ambitious. And my husband is very um He's successful, but he's not like, I'm like, rah, 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 let's go. And he's like, right. it's going to get there when it gets
2: there. <laughs> you know? All right.
1: And so it, it, that's what I said. I had to learn to see our differences as the pieces mm-hmm. that perfectly fit this puzzle, you know, that God has put us together to create mm-hmm. instead of seeing it as something that could separate us and, and pull us apart from one another. And so now I appreciate how he makes me slow down. And enjoy, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the journey, right? Like I learned that from him. And so, but also I inspire him to go bigger, you know, Mm -hmm. to not settle for something that I know he could do so much more. So we've learned, and we're still learning, right? To see those things that are not idea for us, the things that get on our nerves, like, okay, what is it that I need to learn from this? Like I'm at that place now. Yeah, of course. Yes, totally.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think that's exactly right. I mean, it's, you can, you can hide, uh, from a lot of things when Mm -hmm. you're by yourself. I I met my wife when I was 42. And so I had a lot of time to hide and dilute myself into that. I was, you know, this or that or right. Mm -hmm. And, and then we fell in love and did all that, you know, all the sweet and got married and did all, you know, started to have kids. And then it was, and then as I started to go through challenging things, it was just like, yes, it was like, well, you, why, why did not I already know that about myself? I don't need you to tell me about it. I mean, it was just, <laughs> and I fought it for a long time and I still do sometimes, but I think I'm getting better at like, it, if I'm to become a better human being and a better man, then, and she knows all the buttons to push, then I should expect th- that, that challenge that, then mm-hmm. I should expect that she's actually loving me. And then that's the framework I'm starting to take on. That she's actually loving me, even if it's from a subconscious level, she's loving me when she pushes my buttons because uh-huh. she's just allowing me to see my own insecurity or my own self-doubt or my own weakness in that. And then I need to take that for me. I need to take that to God and I need to take mm-hmm. that to Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and I need to see where I'm not whole or where I'm not complete in myself, um, because ultimately, if I don't have that mirror, as you said, then how am I ever going to grow that relationship? Right, right. And, and then what's the purpose of this life? And I mean, that could spiral off into all kinds of other fun little rabbit trails. But ultimately I'm growing into, thank you for being my therapist today. I am growing into, <laughs> um, uh, and you can share your perspective on any and all of this, but I'm growing into that this life is really, I had this, I was hiking this morning. I hike almost every morning by myself in the woods and I have these talks with either myself or God or whoever, Jesus or my imagine this morning I said my imaginary friend who's real and Jesus right so I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna imagine you in my mind so it's easier for me to communicate with you but I also know that you're real so I'm right it was very interesting it was a great a great talk um, but in that I I am just realizing more and more that just being if you want to call it self actualized self realized closer to God you know whatever that is term that fits your framework that seems to be the purpose of life at this point
1: yes learning to understand more about who you are but how can you understand that if you don't know where you come from mm. right? Yeah, that's a good and so think. so when i think about even how the bible talks about uh being imitators you know of him well i can't really mm. imitate you if i don't know you if i don't right. have an image of you if i haven't spent time with you to learn of your character the way that you think why you think the way that you, think, right <laughs> yes. and so I'm a why girl I used to get in trouble a lot as a child because every time my mom said something to me I like needed why? to know why and it <laughs> right. wasn't rebellion as she thought it was right. it was because of my strategic nature you know my I'm very methodical so if you said you know to um Rinse the dish before you wash the why? dish. Like, why, why do we want you know? Like, what's the significance? What's right, the right, method, right. Tell me the know, technical detail. Right. And so, you know, approaching um, my relationship or our relationship with God, it's is kind of the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Just asking those questions that don't make any sense, things that aren't clear, so that, again, you can understand where you come from, understand your makeup, you know? And when you, when you know who you are, doing what you're supposed to do or or knowing what you're supposed to do comes naturally because right. our purpose and all of those things are have a whole lot to do with our identity and how we're made, you know, why we think the way that we think. And so I didn't understand why I always had to ask questions about everything, why I needed to know the why, you know, it makes sense because here I am helping people to process through their issues, you right. know, by getting to the root of, Why you're acting like this? Why did you receive what your husband said the way that you did? Right. So it all makes sense now. Um, But it wasn't until I had to understand who I was and then not allow what someone else may say is normal or not allow my difference to be seen as something bad, you know, or Mm -hmm. something's wrong because you process things a different way. So yeah, I think back to your question. I do believe that life is like that. It's it's always about evolving to the next phase in your life, but that also means evolving into the next version of who you were created to be, right? Because right, yeah. you're not the same person you were when you were 30 years old. You're yeah. not. Same person, <laughs> no,
0: no, thank God. Know? Thank and God the, literally <laughs> on that one, and thank, and thank God for my children and my wife. Right. I mean, you get what I'm saying. And oh, so yeah, as yeah. you
1: As you grow, you start to find out more things about yourself. Some of those things were suppressed. Mm -hmm. Some of those things were like, you know, dormant because you may not have had to really deal with that particular area Mm -hmm. in your life. Um, You may have suppressed parts of yourself that someone at some point made you believe that something was wrong with you or how you did things was not the right way to do that. And then as you grow and you evolve, you're like, this was cool the whole time. Like there was really nothing wrong. You
2: know?
1: <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? And so yeah. it's like, I tell people all the time, I say, you know, children know who they are until the world tells them who they're not. We right. come into the world. When you look at, if you go back and you look at some of the, the old videos that you had and you probably loved music when you were a kid, right? Mm-hmm. But when you got in school, someone may have said, hey, you're a better speaker than you are a musician. And so you go on the path of being a speaker, but then as you keep going, if you really tap into your true purpose, you find yourself back playing music again, Mm -hmm. right? Or maybe you never stop, but it becomes the focal point because you're Mm like, this is what I really love to do. This is what I'm truly born to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's how how our journey in life is. And it's beautiful because God already knows. He's like, I'm going to let you do what you want to do, right? right? But you'll come back. You eventually get to where you don't know, need to be. So it's just beautiful. I think when we embrace life as um, just an opportunity for us to get to know ourselves even the more, mm-hmm. I think we will find more fulfillment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would agree. I would agree. Yes, I would agree with that. It, it seems you know, as I I've just living in the world I live in, the uh, it seems like a lot of people right now, including myself, I'm putting myself definitely in this category struggle with sense of purpose, with mm-hmm. sense of connection, with sense of kind of asking the questions of who am I and what am I supposed to be doing? And is it, is what I'm doing mattering, right? Mm-hmm. Is, you know, here's what I'm doing, but does it matter in the greater scheme of things? Does it matter to pe- other people? Am, am I really being of service? Mm-hmm. And so I see that a lot on social media. Obviously I don't watch the news anymore, so I have no idea what's really going on in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, unless it shows up at my front door or on, on, or social media, or social social media. Right, if I see it on social media, I'm like, oh, okay, great. So a Chiefs player's dating uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, I'm from Kansas, so Kansas. So yeah, Kelsey, she's dating Kelsey. I'm like, oh, okay, great. That still doesn't impact my life, right? Right, that doesn't really help me in any way. So, what are you, I guess, seeing from a from your professional standpoint, but. I guess, what are you seeing, what, your clients or, and others, your friends, family, people on social media, what are you seeing them, the biggest challenge right now, I guess?
1: The biggest challenge I'm seeing is people shedding the labels, mm. limitations that were placed on them by society mm-hmm. about who they should be, could be, and what's impossible unless they do it a certain way. And, and I say that because, uh, I'm in the, what you would call like the coaching, you know, coaching Uh space. Right. And so in the coaching space, there was always, um, kind of like one side of the coin or the other. So it's like, either you be extremely professional and, you know, build like a a luxury brands or you are what some may call unprofessional and you build a more lower ticket brand, right. Or a Mm -hmm. lower level brand. Mm -hmm. And. So what I'm seeing now though is people saying, I can do this my way Mm -hmm. according to how I'm wired. I will have as much success as I want to have. And I'm no longer going to allow someone else's blueprint to define my destiny. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing a lot of that. And so what I'm witnessing is a lot of evolution. Um, Mm -hmm. speaking of the women that I work with, many of them, have already made multiple six and seven figures mm-hmm. in their businesses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, the way that they built their business was not true to their core values. Mm-hmm. And so now people are coming back to the core of what truly makes them happy, what truly aligns with their authenticity. Um, and just understanding that when, when all of these years when people will tell you, just be yourself, just be yourself. I think people are now coming into a place where they're like, I can really be myself and be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I can also have what I truly desire to have, and I don't have to be a certain way to do it. Mm. I be who I am and still achieve, you know, and accomplish those results. So I'm saying a lot of, a lot of it. Uh, in especially in the coaching space Mm -hmm. and uh, with the clients that I work with these women are like I don't even like to wear makeup every day you know I don't like to wear heels I like to wear you know some some chucks and you know some some cute jeans and here I am saying girl put on your chucks put your jeans on and be who you are because they are coming to you because they want they want to experience the authentic version of you because your authenticity gives them the courage and the confidence to be their authentic selves, mm-hmm. right? And that's the beauty of the world. Our differences are what is what makes the world so beautiful, and that's why I I know this is a very popular quote when they say great minds think alike. I've always said great minds think differently. That's what makes us great, not mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. are carbon copy or we're mimicking. You know. Mm-hmm. Just who we are, us being different, that's the great part about it, because someone needs to see uh, a representation, you know of mm-hmm. themselves in you to say, "Oh my God, you mean to tell me I can be myself and still make millions of dollars? You mean to mm-hmm. tell me I can be myself and still sing on a huge stage or you know, whatever the case may be, i can I can just be myself, and it's cool. Yes, you can. And so mm-hmm. that's where we are now. I think COVID. Um, has really made people tap into what matters the most.
2: Right, yep.
1: That's what we're seeing now. That's why we're seeing such a difference in um, even the buying behaviors and the trends and the way that people market. People are not buying because you say you can help them make millions anymore. They don't care. What they do care about is what you care about because they need Hmm. to know if our core values align, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I've always moved with my core values So I didn't have to shit, (laughs) but I think that's where people, that's what I've been seeing.
0: Hmm. That's, that's interesting. And then, and then how, how do you recommend that you help people line up more with that? I mean, are there certain steps or are there certain, (laughs) you know, practices that you're like, Hey, if you want to, uh, kind of step out of the shadows, so to speak, step, step out of your own shadow. (laughs) Um,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of
0: what, yeah. What's that look like?
1: The first step is clarity, right? Hmm. And clarity means that you are able to see clearly who you are and where you want to go. That's the first thing, right? Mm -hmm. Who are you? If you don't know who you are, if you don't really know where you want to go, it's going to be difficult for you to get into full alignment. And so that means that you're going to want to sit with, I have, sometimes I have my clients that say, hey, let's do an exercise. When you were a child, what did you want to be? Mm -hmm. You were growing up, right? Now, some may say, hey, I wanted to be a president of the United States. So I say, well, what is it about the president or Mm -hmm. being the president that excites you, that made you say, yes, that's what I want to do? Oh, it's being able to be, I want to be in control. Oh, so what you really want to do is you want to be in a position of influence. Mm. You want to be in a position of leadership. So how does that, what does that look like for you right now? You may not be able to be the president, but how can you actually be a person of influence right now? Now, because you want to be a person of influence, how do you want to influence people, mm-hmm. right? What, what area would you like to influence people the most? So as we talk, for me, it's family, family first, right? All mm-hmm. right. So now- Now that you know where or what area you want to influence those people, now what's the next step? How can you start doing that right now today? Do you know people that you can contact that you can say, hey, let me come into, for me, I would say, I would like to come to your community and and talk about marriage and money, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, but those are the very first steps. So getting clear, and this means being honest, Mm -hmm. right, about what really drives you. What brings you alive? What gives you that passion? We hear this often. What would you do if you were never paid for it? So I always have them to get clear because what I've learned is many successful people went on the path that got them the most accolades and applause. Right. right? Not the one that they were truly, truly passionate about doing. Mm-hmm. So they feel like this is okay. People are clapping here. People are giving me accolades. I'm getting accepted and approved by my friends and family. So I want to stay here. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and so, so getting back to what you truly love and what you're passionate about, that's the very first thing, because then once you know that, that's how you're going to start showing up in the world. And mm-hmm. when you're clear on what you want, I believe that God literally aligns everything for you. He starts mm-hmm. the right people into your life. Right. You'll start seeing something that you've never seen on your timeline and you're like, wait, was this Siri that picked up what I was thinking? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know,
2: but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so those things. And so also because of my beliefs, I am always going to advocate for praying and asking God, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing right now?
2: Mm-hmm. now
1: think about next year, the next 10 years right? Do to do right now and mm-hmm. make it. Uh, so personal that it's a day to day, like moment by moment. I,
0: what I was experiencing this morning was literally on this walk was like it was Jesus telling me that I couldn't be present for more than a second or two, actually present in the presence of God mm-hmm. without without trying to escape into a mm-hmm. fantasy of what tomorrow would be or right because I typically I'm an optimist I'm an entrepreneur so typically I lean towards the future right mm-hmm. I lean into like creation and how do I create things. And it was like, yeah, we're just going to have to start. It literally, it was like the instruction was we're going to have to start with just the next second or two. We can't Mm -hmm. even get to a minute. (laughs) It was like, you, you, you're not even ready to get to a minute. We're just going to try to stay present for a second or two or three and just work with you there. And which means what, what should you be doing right now? Not what should I be to your point? What not what I should be doing next year, 10 years from now. Forget a 10-year plan, forget a five-year plan, probably forget like a two-year plan, maybe look at a 12, but basically what am I supposed to be doing right now in front of me, right?
1: Yes. Yes. And I do that. So I will say, I will wake up and I'll say, okay, God, here's my agenda. Mm-hmm. What, what do you want me to do today? Right. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do today? And because I've learned to trust his plans are always, you know, his thoughts are higher than mine and all, right. mm-hmm. I, it's. It became easier for me mm-hmm. to just say, "Oh, because if anything goes wrong, I can blame it on you." Uh, but I think yeah. what what really transformed um, my time in my ability to just sit because I'm like you, I can try to sit, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, boom, I got notes." Okay, <laughs>
2: um, but
1: once I um, said, "I said, God, I need to experience you as my father," mm-hmm. because I knew him as a ruler, as right. the creator, I knew him right. as the provider, the protector, but I didn't know him as a father. I didn't know what that felt like. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And so once I had that experience with him, me wanting to go into his embrace and be in his presence and just hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, I'll shut down everything. Cause I just want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> right? So that's what shifted, you know, shifted for me. Uh-huh. And so now when I take those times and I'm like, I'm going to go and just sit in the presence of God I'm going to turn my phone off because I don't need it. I can, you know, create that space, but it just helped me to not be so needing or wanting to get to the next thing because I enjoyed that presence so much.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Very very inspiring. So you have to have clarity. Sounds Mm -hmm. like even in clarity, then you need to pray or Mm -hmm, uh, meditate or spend quiet time around that clarity to get even more clarity, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then do you, is there something else to do from there or?
1: Yeah. So once you get clarity, then of course, and you're praying, you get the, you know, the next step. So I believe that clarity unlocks the steps. Mm-hmm. I don't think that clarity gives us the steps, but I believe it removes all the clutter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We can clearly see what was already there for us to take that next step. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so once you get that clarity, now you have action steps that you can actually put into place, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you do that, of course, we know commitment. Now, as I said earlier, love is the foundation. So the excitement is the foundation, but commitment is the reality.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So
1: committing to it. And with the commitment, I think understanding your commitment style is important. Mm-hmm. I say that because some of us can commit and it's kind of the difference between being uh, a long distance runner and a sprinter. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm a sprinter. I go really, really fast for a short amount of time and then I need a break. With that commitment, that's how I build out my commitments too. So I know for me, after about the first three months, if nothing is like changing or exciting, I'll get bored. Right. Oh, so I know when it comes to that three month time frame, I'm knowing like, okay, I need to either switch something to create more excitement mm-hmm. so that I commit for the next three months, right? So Got you it. have to know your commitment style so that you would know how to show up so that you can increase your chances for success in what you have committed to doing. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Um, the next thing is I'm very strongly believe community does not mean you have to get into a group of thousands of people, but right. your community could be five people that mm-hmm. are going to someone needs to hold you accountable. Someone needs to be the person who can allow you to have a moment of weakness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, You need someone who is ahead of you so that they can continue, you know, to pull you up. Right. Mm -hmm. So I believe Mm -hmm. that. Um, And then you also need someone who can kind of mentor you on the journey, you know, so someone who can pour into you both spiritually, but also in whatever area your area of focus is. So I believe in that. So when I think community, that's what I'm talking about. You always need your safe space. Oftentimes we have a community where we're in there but we are not really, we don't have a safe space. To right. Like you said, share when you were going through the COVID situation, mm-hmm. you're like, man, here's where I am, but we all need a safe space to have mm-hmm. those moments, but we then need someone who's strong enough to help pull us out of that as well.
2: Right. Yep. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm.
1: So definitely, you know, um, your, your community is the next thing. So when I said clarity, uh, mm-hmm. commitment and community, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. So those would be the three things Mm -hmm. that I believe you like that framework for you to continue to
0: to move. So clarity, commitment and community. community, Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the community really supports you along that. And I found all of these things to be uh, super helpful. I had not ever thought about like the I I know it about myself, but I hadn't really thought about your commitment style. Right. Mm -hmm. I had not ever thought of it quite that I'm typically a starter and -hmm. then I have to build community around myself. To then stay engaged. If I don't have a community around myself, then I lose and success, right? I have to have community and some success so that I can say, oh, okay, then I can pour more energy in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, my commitment level, I'm very methodical. I can hold an idea over a long, long period of time, (laughs) like years sometimes to, to see it to its end. But but when it comes, but once we kind of get started, I got to have that community around me to keep me engaged and keep me fired up, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: because you're probably very creative, mm-hmm. uh, innovative. Um, you're probably very strategic. So although you start well, you probably thought about several different ways to do it to get the best result before you actually start.
0: Good is better than perfect when it comes to execution. That's what I yeah. I want, <laughs> right? Doing something is better than Trying to have the perfect plan because you know you got to make the first step, and then the first step informs the second step, and the third step, and the fourth step, right? And that's how most
1: methodical and strategic people are, because your mind is trying to find the solution to success. Mm -hmm. So you're you're gonna find the least path to resistance in most cases. That's what you're looking for. That's why you go. And you think about, okay, if I do it this way, then this could happen. All right. So if this happens, then I need to go this way. Right. That's how your mind mm-hmm. works because mm-hmm. you're methodical. And so um, knowing that because you work that way, having someone who is strong to pick up where you left off right. to carry out the rest of it yep. is so important. Totally. It's so important.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've done a lot of leadership training attended and then done some coaching as well. Then they talk about two in a box, but basically you have a, a CEO and a president and your president's super operational and your CEO is super visionary. And mm-hmm. if you clip them together and they can communicate well together, that's where you see like a, an Apple or a Tesla or any of these, where you typically only see the visionary on TV. Mm-hmm. Behind the visionary a strong, is a yes. really strong executor, right? This execute. person can execute, execute, execute and i've and that's what i see in my own life i know that i sit in that visionary seat uh-huh. and so when i find a high a high capacity executor and we click uh-huh. then we can do amazing things i so appreciate people who can can look at a checklist and execute on it and just like check the boxes and just be dogged with it right um and then i also see i can also see when i work with those people where they just can't necessarily see beyond Beyond the, Right. They're in the right forest. There. They can't really see the forest, right? They can see yeah. the tree. When there's high level of respect and, and mutual understanding and communication, you can, you know, create great things. So, Absolutely. yeah. And, and, and so you need both. So when you're, if you're listening to this, you can kind of identify as one or the other, just know that to balance you, you need that other, at least in that scenario, you're going to mm-hmm. run a company or you got to have that other personality in the mix if you want to scale and go bigger. You don't have to necessarily have them if you're just going to stay a solopreneur. You don't have to have the both, but to to scale, you've got to have both.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, perfect. So um, if you could impart one piece of advice, wisdom, I like to call it, if you had one piece of wisdom, just a general piece of wisdom for everybody on the face of the earth, all 8 billion people now, Mm -hmm. um, and we were going to broadcast that out and they got a little video of just you and you had a minute to impart as much wisdom as you can, what would that wisdom be?
1: That wisdom would be uh, who you are, has always been, will always be enough. Um, Own your greatness, own your genius, and understand that your authenticity is the very thing that is going to accelerate you into the next level of success in your life. Whether it's personal, relational, all of those things, just know that you don't have to change the core of who you are to achieve any of your go- your goals because who you are is who the people
0: have been looking for. Hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. That was very, very wise wisdom. You're welcome. <laughs> well, Shamika, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the Bright Byte podcast today. I really appreciate it. What's what's your? I've got your website pulled up, but it's uh, shamikadean.com. That's pretty straightforward. S-H-A-M-I-E-K-A-D-E-A-N.com. And it's got your bio and picture and all kinds of fun stuff on your on your website if people want to get a hold of you to to learn more. I know you do public speaking, you do coaching. You know, uh, definitely you're very inspirational and you can tell that. So I appreciate you coming on and inspiring me and everyone who listens to this or watches it on YouTube. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E-V-B-I-B-E.com. Thank you for listening.